honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the SportsStuff.com and also brought to you by the Oddman Media Network. Here are your hosts, Paladino Joey and Marcus the Forecaster. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. Not sure if uh, not sure if we're still a part of the Onman Media Network. I don't know. I mean, I guess we are, but he hasn't been posting us on there. I I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's okay. Just just giving you that update, but I'll still give him a plug for now. Um, the, it's audman.com. The the audman.com, and you'll also see it in the description on iTunes and even the sports stuff. Or actually, no, just on iTunes. Pardon me. <laughs> yeah, that's a conflict of interest right there. Okay, so. Yeah, nice start for the Timberwolves. Nice start indeed, without a doubt. Winning, winning for the winning for flip, winning for flip. I mean, that's kind of what a lot of the emotion is right now. But at the same time, I think the Timberwolves might be winning anyway because they're getting better. They're getting definitely better, and they certainly would be winning too. I think if <laughs> I wish Flip Saunders was the coach right now, not necessarily wanting him even as the coach, but just as president of basketball operations. But. I mean, it's just one of those things. The old life isn't fair because it really is not. <laughs> life is not fair at all. And that is a fair, that is a huge example as to why. I'm going to continue a bit more on Flip Saunders' conversation early on here to start things out before I review the uh, the two games against Los Angeles and Denver. Wonderful start for the Wolves, as, uh, as I mentioned. But um, I would encourage you to check out the previous episode. It was pretty short, obviously, about 25 minutes long. It was kind of an emotional show, talking about Flip Saunders. Um, I didn't go into details really much at all about uh, certain things, and I hadn't really done research about certain things either. Certain things like as to um, Hodgkins and such. I knew, I'd already known what it was, but I was kind of blanking on it at the time because I was so sad and just so depressed, and I wasn't really worried at the time about necessarily what Hodgkin's disease does versus the fact that Flip wasn't with us anymore. And and also the fact of what chemotherapy does to uh, your immune system for the time being that you're going through it. So for those of you that maybe, you know, you're not knowledgeable on the topic because, well, for one, we're not doctors, this and that, but apparently, see, ultimately Hodgkin's disease ultimately attacks your immune system. It literally attacks your lymph nodes. And, um... That isn't necessarily why Flip died. Uh, no, it, it ultimately, apparently, and of course, I don't need to go too into into detail because, you know, it's obviously a private matter for the family and such, but ultimately, reading between the lines and such, and obviously, well, Glenn Taylor himself went on Chad Hartman and talked about it. It's the only show he went on locally, so and that's cool that he did, but uh, he openly admitted it wasn't the cancer that killed Flip Saunders. So a lot of the articles that say Flip dies of cancer, well, the effect, the after effects of cancer, the treatment of it, are ultimately why he died, because he was taking chemotherapy to fight the cancer, to get rid of it. And it's an 85%, um, <laughs> 85% uh, 
full recovery rate from that cancer. Ultimately, very high. I mean, Mario Lemieux had it. And he came back. He's still living. Obviously, he was he was a player at the time of all things, which is crazy. He was in his uh, early 30s at the time, back in the 92, 93-ish, 94, 94, 94. Um, um, ultimately. But uh, it was the fact that the chemotherapy, apparently, it shuts down your immune system. It's just how it works, apparently. And you have to be really damn careful. And unfortunately, it was early September. And sometimes there's bugs out in the air. And apparently, Flip caught a fever that ultimately led to pneumonia and a lot of apparently a lot of chemotherapy patients die of pneumonia and I guess flip is one of them and it's a, it's it's heartbreaking so ultimately I'm not coming here as an expert and I'm not coming here as somebody that knew what was going on and all that but I'm just saying this is pretty much what took place I'm not prying I'm not trying to Say I'm I'm not trying to take this avenues where I don't need to per se, or I'm not supposed to. I'm not entitled to. Ultimately, it's not up to me to to go at certain avenues. Just it's it's a shame, and it's 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 just an extremely unlucky, sad situation. And um, again, it's just life isn't fair. Ultimately, and it's 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 heartbreaking. And uh, lots of people die every day when. They have no business dying. They're young, you know, they're healthy, this, that. But, all right, let's try to get off that. And um, let's try to get off that that part of the conversation, ultimately. Uh, God bless Flip Saunders. Ultimately, he was laid to rest Saturday, uh, October 31st. He was laid to rest on Halloween. Hmm. Crazy. Yeah, he was laid to rest on Saturday after the Timberwolves started the season 2-0. and So, ultimately, it was a private ceremony. Not sure of all who was there. Not sure that they really want us to know who was there, ultimately. So we'll leave that alone. Ultimately, I do think a lot of NBA coaches did show up. I would not be surprised about that at all. Uh, they're all wearing badges now that say flip, which is very, very, very cool. The LA Lakers, as we kind of slowly try to segue into game reviews here, were also wearing ships, ships, shirts that said flip on them starting out the game. And even the Los Angeles uh, Lakers themselves. The, the actual franchise and all that and the instable center gave Flip Saunders a moment of silence before the opening tip and very classy, very awesome and also the fact that the Flip shirt said Minneapolis on them, you know, Minneapolis Lakers it, it's just so cool that the Lakers did that and very cool and very fitting that the two Minnesota teams per se, the former and the current played each other in, in that situation to start out the season, it just kind of happened that way and also, ultimately, it was the schedule makers because we got number one versus number two, even though they play very different positions. Though at the time, I'm sure it was going to be Okafer and uh, Towns going at it, which was not the case. So, shall we jump in <laughs> to the season opener on October, Wednesday, October the 28th? Flip had only been dead for a couple days at the time. Mm. Wednesday, October 28th. Very happy to be at home, despite the fact it was raining and nasty outside. At home from the second shift, so I don't have to watch the replay. I just want to watch it live and in person and all that good stuff. Not in person, but live and live and on television and all that, whatever you want to call it. The man of the night was the man that Flip did not give up on. The man that Flip did not trade. The man that Flip refused to trade. Because, well, I mean, look how well... Ricky Rubio started last season. Remember that? And then he hurt his ankle right away against Orlando in the second game of the season. He looked so damn good in those first two games, did Ricky? Looked like a leader. He just signed his new $55 million contract. Well, he was going to be worth every penny. And then we all saw what happened during the course of the season. 
after he finally eventually came back and was it January or sometime I mean it was really really late it was the worst ankle injury ever he came back missed a couple well made a couple shots really early because he'd been working with the shooting coach and then missed a, a billion more later on and then next thing you know you'd see him hopping up and down on his ankle again because he t- turned it again he just it just was just very fragile one thing after another led to more and more time out for Rubio and eventually was shut down so here he is again <laughs> looking like a world beater, baby. And his jump shot was falling, and it kept falling. And Rubio hit a couple threes, two of four from the floor, from the from beyond the arc. Made six of seven free throws, including some late in the game that ended up sealing the deal. Ten of seventeen overall from the floor. Rubio looked absolutely freaking awesome in this game. And one of the reasons his field goal percentage is high, not only because he shot well, which he did, but he's crossing people up. He's crossing people up and attacking that basket. Just. Played with so much heart and passion for Flip Saunders. And he also had 14 assists, by the way, (laughs) in this game. Just an absolute sweet performance by Ricky Rubio. A wonderful start to the season for him. And now you got a rookie to talk about. At least one, one on our side. And a lot of emotion from Garnett and, and others in this game. Lots of frustration. Kobe Bryant is a $28 million Rashad McCann's. Or is it $32 million? Yeah, $32 million. Oh, so sorry. $32 million <laughs> version of Rashad McCann's out there. Taking about 17,000 shots. I mean, really, man? Really, man? I mean, and he made some pretty sweet shots, too. Hand in the face, all that good stuff. Kevin Martin had a hand in the face. Uh, Zach Levine, hand in the face. All that, trying to trying to stop some people, mm-hmm. shut people down, or yeah, you know, trying to stop Kobe, contain him or whatever, and he would make some hand in the face shots, but three of thirteen from three point range. I mean, he kept shooting them like, okay, oh shoot, here we go. This one's probably gonna go in. No, oh shoot, this one's gonna go in. No, <laughs> the whole night it was the same old story. Yeah, he's a thirty-two million dollar Rashad McCants, and that's a fact. Eight of twenty-four from the floor, three of thirteen from three point range. This is what I didn't like about Kevin Martin, because Kevin Martin's more than capable of these type of games. And um, <laughs> the situation with Andrew Wiggins, he's got a sore back and all that stuff, but he was downright pitiful until late in the game. I mean, he was awful. He had, he had like two points, zero points, three points, whatever, for the longest period of time. And the Wolves were trailing by 16 at one point. Towns looked good and all that. He was okay. But then I started getting frustrated. He wasn't getting rebounds. You thought he was going to get. You got Roy Hibbert and Julius Randle out physicaling guys and driving them crazy and getting key rebounds that Towns wasn't getting. And then I see a look. It's like, well, he did get 12. Not bad. And he also wound up with 14 points as well. Looking smooth doing it. Not powerful, but smooth. One of his early baskets, ultimately, he powered the ball in. He dunked it nice and hard, and that was cool to see. It's like, all right. Go get him. Go get him, rookie. His first basket, actually, was where he got an offensive rebound, and there was no one near him uh, anywhere, and he just powered it in. Like, okay, boom, there's his, there's his first basket. Very cool. Ultimately, winds up with 14 and 12. Smooth. Smooth jump shot from mid-range. He even attempted a three in the game and didn't make it. Um, but over the course of the night, the Wolves really, really got... It got real ugly, and Tayshaun Prince is out there doing nothing. And he was the guy that actually had, had, had the hand in Kobe's face. That's what I was thinking of in some of those shots that, that Kobe actually made. He was out there basically doing nothing. And then it's like, you know, all those, all the youngsters over there on um, uh, T-Wolves Nation 
slash NBA talk. That's the Facebook page. I'm trying to kind of work with them now. We had a conversation. <laughs> and um, James and, 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 and others out there. Uh, I had a conversation with him on there. And uh, he said, yeah, I could post a Timberwolves Explosion on there. And I'll give him a shout out to look them up on the Facebook. on Facebook. You can join that page and have some Timberwolves talk. And also join the Timberwolves Explosion Facebook page as well. But uh, really nice place. Lots of young people that like to talk wolves. They're very, very fanatical about this team. <laughs> but no, I got an argument with some guys on there about Kevin Martin's value to the team and how oh, he's a top scorer and why the hell are they having him come off the bench? He's one of the top five scorers and uh, one of the top five shooting guards. Or Yeah, they were saying top five shooting guards and top ten scorers in basketball. And I'm like, no, not quite. But then you watch Tayshaun Prince out there, and I'm like, okay, guys, I'm sorry. Kevin Martin should be starting. I mean, it's one thing if Zach Levine is kicking butt like we figured he's going to be at some point in time. You figure coming into the second season, he's going to be a little bit better. He's not quite there yet, and it's frustrating. So it's like, okay, start Kevin Martin versus Tayshaun Prince. Please, please. I mean, please. There's like, he's, he's terrible. I move Wiggins back to, uh, to a small forward, which is where he belongs, and I stand by that right now, absolutely. Maybe it's, maybe they're putting him at shooting guard right now because it's less physical, ultimately, for a guy his size. But, well, when you have him as a bigger guy, you are having him post up, and that's not good for his back, I can't imagine. I don't know where to go with it, ultimately. I, I just wish his back was better because he's not responding well to it, and it's driving me nuts. He looked awfully stiff out there, and, yeah, he sucked. Um, but then... When the Wolves were trailing by all those points, Kevin Martin was in there, and he started making a couple shots, and even made a... No, actually, he didn't make a three-pointer. He was pretty awful in his three-point shots. He was 0 for 5, and including one late in the game that wasn't even close. Kevin Martin provided some energy, and ultimately he was getting to the free-throw line and making 11 of 12, and that was that was a huge factor because you're stopping the clock and making free-throws, and that was downright great. Thank you very much. Loved that. But then... <laughs> But then he just kept shooting and kept shooting and kept shooting and he kept missing and kept missing and kept missing. So it's like, okay, yes, guys, yes. <laughs> yes, I, I understand Kevin Martin probably should be starting instead of on Prince and even Zach Levine because the offense just isn't that good with those guys getting major minutes. But please limit Kevin Martin's sh- shooting, please, please. Sam Mitchell... Or just Kevin Martin, just limit your shots, please. Slow down a little bit, please. Oh, 6 of 15 from the floor on a night that he looked downright spectacular for a while. Looked downright spectacular. You imagine, you imagine wow, he got 23 points off the bench. He was that good? Damn. But he shot 6 of 15. Okay, it's not under 30%. And we had to get so technical about that. He's like, well, it's above 30%. Uh, you get what I mean, don't you? is about the same, and it still sucks. Okay? Please, it still sucks. It it sucks. Oh, man. Mm. We don't need to do an exact math here. 6 of 15 stinks. It stinks. 6 of 13? Okay, it's close enough. Whatever. (laughs) But 0 of 5 from 3-point range, especially when it's like a huge shot that you have to make, and the thing... I, I don't know, it hit the bottom of the back iron or something. It hit, like, the bottom of it. It wasn't even close. Or was it just the backboard? Like, the other side of the backboard or something. It was that bad. It was just a terrible shot. And the Lakers had a chance to win the game. They took the lead right away after that awful shot. Uh, luckily, Rubio was able to make a... able to draw, get, get to the free throw line, make some free throws in that situation. 
and then Lou Williams couldn't finish on a floater, a floater that you'd think he was going to make. It just bounced right on out. So thank God we escaped in that one. But great comeback, but let's take it easy here. And Wiggins was a part of that comeback. He started to play a little better. He started to attack the basket, get to the free throw line because his shots weren't falling. So Wiggins does get that part. He knows how to get to the free throw line, and so does Kevin Martin, believe it or not, despite the fact that I think his physicality is just mm, non-existent. So before we wrap this up, episode up, pardon me for that, not episode, before we wrap this game review up, that's just very elongated, but do you imagine, there's only two games to review, and this was an extremely emotional game, um, yeah, say Lou Williams missed the key shot, he was downright fantastic in the game, Clarkson was the only one up with 14 points, it felt like he scored 40, uh, Kobe got 24 because he shot away the, the F-bomb too many times. But another guy who, well, I guess it's not his rookie year. They said they said it's not, even though I think it would be after just three freaking games. I don't know why they're doing that, but I guess it's not his rookie year. He's ineligible to be a rookie, and that's Juice Julius Randle, Orange Julius Randle over there. Orange Julius, well, yeah, you know. Uh, California Orange Juice instead of Florida. I think Florida's better. Damn it, he should be on Orlando. Okay, not funny. Mm. Uh, yeah, he wasn't very funny either. Gosh. You know, he's really good, Vince, and I like him and everything. I'd love to have him on our team, but man, what the hell? Why why is he getting why is he going gangster on Garnett? Come on, man. And I know Garnett's kind of a gangster too, the way he goes at it. He just he's just too much. He's just too much sometimes. He never stops talking. Ever. And it gets annoying. But Julius, you're what, twenty years old? Garnett's thirty nine and you're treating him like that? Okay. I I, I I don't know, man. I mean, you think Kevin Garnett's going to take kindly to that stuff? That that shit? There, I'll say it. I apologize, Nate Lindholm and others out there. <laughs> you think he's going to take kindly to that, though? I mean, ugh. I don't know, man. That, 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 that was messed up. I didn't like it. Good for him to play confidently, and he's going to be downright fantastic. Okay, so I hear you, Vince. we got to do Showtime and T-Wolves. I know I say it every frickin' Timberwolves explosion. Not that I've been doing that many of them, really, but I'm finally back, doggone it. I'm going to try to keep up with the, it during the lawn cleanups and such, so bear with me on that out there. Um, I'm going to try, yeah. This show, I just, oh, I love doing it. It's fun to keep up with. Um, D'Angelo Russell, raw. <laughs> that Yeah, he's he's raw. He's pretty damn raw out there. Only two of seven from the floor, missed all three of his three-point attempts. Not a good start for him in a close game like that, and in a home game and a, and a debut, and you're you're in the city of angels, and it's just. A, but then again, you got a guy like Kobe Bryant out there who just won't even give the ball up. I mean, you freaking ball hog, Kobe. Ugh. And their defense looked absolutely crappy. And Vince will tell you, oh my, I forget what his post uh, said, but they lost like 134 to like 110 or something the other night to Sacramento, who I think who I called the the semi surprise team in the West. Oh, man. Mm. Crappy, crappy. Uh, After getting beat by the Wolves, they just went down the toilet. Big time. Big time. Mm. So, there you go. Just a mess of a game. Crazy. Uh, Hibbert looks good, though. Good for the Lakers in getting Hibbert. He made 10 free throws. 10 of 10. That's pretty impressive for a guy at 7-2. Not bad at all. So, let's get out of here. Uh, Glad the Wolves were able to survive that one. And they took the momentum very nicely into Friday. October the 30th. The Wolves start the game on the start the season with two road games and they win both of them. Winning one for flip. Or we'll call it winning two for flip. Because <laughs> they did. Carl Anthony Towns. 
had a double double in his debut, right? In the City of Angels. Double double. And I guess an experienced center who is about as tries about as hard as uh, some co workers do. Mm. Yeah, we'll leave that alone. And he goes to Denver. You know, Denver, you know, one of those annoying teams that's got a lot of energy and they drive me nuts because the Wolves just can't seem to keep up with them. Well, Kenneth Three did get his usual 15-ish against the Wolves. He got 15 rebounds in the game. But Carl Anthony Towns, 28 points, 14 rebounds, 4 blocks. Yeah, not bad, huh? Not bad for his second game in the NBA. 19 years old, and he's the first 19-year-old to ever start off his first two games of his career with double-doubles. Congratulations, Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> Congratulations to the late, great Flip Saunders. I'm making a fantastic pick with the number one overall choice. Just fantastic. Fantastic. Great job, Flip Saunders. Oh, Flip. Mm, man. Oh, man. Mm. But a great pick, though. And he laid a foundation for a franchise that's on its, that's really on its, and headed in the right direction. Rubio, not nearly as spectacular he was as in the, in, in the debut, but he managed to kind of catch up. His stats kind of caught up, and they're more relative now, ultimately. 12 points and 8 assists in the game. He had like only like 3 assists for the longest time, but he managed to catch up later in the game. Carl Anthony Towns kind of helping, and Wiggins, again, also more relative in this game compared to the last one where he only won it with like 9 points and 1 rebound. Won it with 18 points and 4 rebounds and 4 turnovers, despite having a pretty lousy game for the most part. And yeah, I mean, when for a guy to be looking lousy out there to still wind up with 18 points and getting 8 of 10 from the free throw line, not bad. Um, I'm very happy that he was able to at least wind up with respectable numbers. And, and he only played about 30 minutes as well. So not bad at all for the second year rookie of the year, Andrew Wiggins, ultimately. In a game against Denver where, yeah, they play with a lot of energy, but the Wolves just schooled them, and their defense was downright awesome. The, the Timberwolves' defense. And Will Barton was kind of getting an attitude a bit with Wiggins and Garnett late in the game. <laughs> Wiggins with a technical? That's funny. Kenneth Reed is just his usual crazy self. He got a technical. Yeah, Barton and Wiggins with a, with a T when Wiggins uh, drew, a, drew an and one late in the game that ended up kind of being one of the daggers along the way. One of many daggers, ultimately, for the, <laughs> for the Denver Nuggets. Who... Ultimately started out the season 1-1 one and one after losing this one. Mm, just a fun game. Um, really like... Oh my god. Bajelka. I, I had it. You know? Ah. Belitsa. Belitsa. There we go. Belitsa. Tell me how that's Belitsa. Okay. It's Belitsa. Alright. It's Belitsa, I guess. It doesn't look like it, but I guess it is. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad. Hmm. 16 minutes, only 2 points, 1 of 5. I don't know. Doggone it. And Jang, very much the same. It's kind of like the Allman days with those two right now. I don't know. Um, hopefully they can earn some more playing time and uh, pick up the pace a little bit. But Belitza, 8 rebounds in the game. Looked, looks pretty good. He poked away a steal at a key point in the game, and he did that against the Lakers as well. Very, very important times. Belitza's a nice player. Um, he's He's... He's got some improving to do, but he's not bad at all. What sucks is, though, look at Shabazz. Only 16 minutes, and that scares me a little bit. That's kind of disappointing. And Jang, man, oh, man, oh, man. I know part of it's because Towns is so good, but 
and I suppose Garnett, you know, took up some of those center minutes out there. He got a 22-minute, he had a 22-minute night in Garnett, and he looked damn good out there. Um, defense was just absolutely fantastic in this game. It wasn't an exciting game, other than Carl Anthony Towns was really, really <laughs> nice out there. He wasn't as spectacular as his numbers will show, though. I, I gotta be honest, and I know you guys are like, oh, here we go. Here goes Joey again with his usual BS, you know. No, it's not BS. <laughs> if you saw the game, he was, he's a hes a rookie, and it shows. <laughs> he's, he made some mistakes. He got, he got some, uh, just some turnovers, and, and just, you know, some of his misses were just like, hmm, you know. <laughs> he's definitely a rookie out there. And he, he got swatted in the game as well and, and a play that was just like, oh, man. So he's got some improving to do, and it's going to happen. But ultimately, no, I, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's not it's not like he was just perfect out there. He's still, he's still going to get better, and the good news is he definitely will get better. Um, Wiggins is the quiet assassin. At least I hope that's what he is, and it appears that is ultimately who he's going to be, especially the fact that he can get to the line with the best of them for someone his age. And a, a ripe, a, a young age of 20. But Carl Anthony Towns, my goodness, he started sounding like Magic Johnson the way he talks. I mean, he wants to win like he wants to breathe. Oh, man. We have a Minnesota Timberwolf that wants to win like he wants to breathe. And I know Rubio's like that. But, but Rubio, as talented he is, he's also limited. Carl Anthony Towns is 19 years old and getting 28 points and 14 rebounds in his second game after getting a double-double in his first game. <laughs> it's uh, it's getting real fun. And I can tell Wiggins is an awfully competitive guy, too. More than people wanted to believe in his rookie year early on. He's he's going to come through, especially when his back heals. It's, I'm telling you, a back injury really is limiting to a uh, talented player like Wiggins. It's it's not good. That's why you haven't been seeing spectacular dunks from Wiggins, even though he's, he's attempted a few, but we'll see what happens. Ultimately, just a defensive game and a, an overall dominant game from Carl Anthony Towns. He wasn't jamming on people all night. It was more of like lots of nice little jump shots and some layups and some uh, close, close, you know, some some uh, finesse type of dunks. We'll say, Carl. Carl's a little bit more finesse than um, he's a little bit more finesse than he is powerful at this stage in his career. But I think we're going to see a lot of both as he continues to develop. One final note from the game, and you could say this going into the LA game, but I noticed it more in this one because he was out there more partially because he wasn't getting teed up. <laughs> Kevin Garnett is healthy. Yeah, that's great news. Kevin Garnett is healthy. And uh, he's not, you know, the whole time he was out there last year, you could see he had a hitch in his giddy-up. Funny term, but it's true. He had definitely had a hitch in his giddy-up. There's no hitch in his giddy-up out there right now. And he looks awfully good. He looks he looks awfully healthy. And that's a really nice sign. You limited his minutes to a certain point, and he's going to be just fine out there. And he's going to really lead this defense in a good way. Ultimately, Kevin Garnett is like a defensive coordinator. And Sam Mitchell is a more defensive-minded coach than Flip Saunders ever will, ever could have been, ultimately. That's what's good about Sam. And I'm not saying anything bad about him, about Flip, at all. I'm just saying Sam Mitchell is a more defensive-minded coach. That's a fact. And it's nice. It's nice for this team to have a defensive coach in the mix. I would take Flip any day over anybody, though, as president of basketball operations, without a doubt. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. And ultimately, the ultimate nice guy in the history of Minnesota sports, to be quite frank with you. (laughs) Really, you know? Really. One final ode to Flip Saunders right now. 
thank you again, Flip, so very much for everything, man. Everything. Everything from being nice to the janitor to trading for Wiggins and drafting Towns. Hmm. And even trading for Shabazz and Gorgi and all that good stuff. Uh, and, of course, trading, bringing Kevin Garnett back to the organization. I mean, there was clearly a plan for this team. And it had many, many tentacles indeed. So, the Lone Wolf Award for this week. His first ever week as a member of the Timberwolves. <laughs> His first ever his first ever week as a member of the Timberwolves while being on Timberwolves Explosion gets his, gets his Lone Wolf Award, and that's Carl Anthony Towns. Already, Lone Wolf Award going to Carl Anthony Towns. Wow. I mean, what a nice start for him. And, you know, you could easily give it to Rubio, and I'm going to give him an, an easy second place or even like almost like a tie for Ricky Rubio for how fantastic he was in that Laker game. And you know what? Ricky Rubio is going to get a co-Lone uh, uh, Wolf Award. And I can print two of them. So it's okay. Two Lone Wolf Awards for Ricky Rubio. Or Ricky Rubio and Carl Anthony Towns. There will be two of those. Ultimately, the uh, the uh, uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial, the disappointment of the week. Uh-huh. Um, do I give it to Kevin Martin, even though he helped lead the Wolves back and he was pretty solid against Denver? Nah. Uh... Right now, Gorgie, I, I don't know, man. He doesn't look good out there. And I can't imagine his confidence is real high. You know, it gets in your head when you when the number one overall pick comes to, comes to town and he plays your position. And I feel for him. I do. I, I feel for Gorgie. I can't imagine he's happy, per se, about it necessarily. But he's going to get plenty of playing time. And Kevin Garnett's not going to be around forever. I got to think that's a welcome spot for Gorgie Zhang in the not too distant future, playing alongside Carl Anthony Towns full time, or at least for major minutes in the future, if it's twenty-five or thirty-five minutes a game with Gorgie Zhang. I mean, he could easily be our uh, our uh, Ibaka type over here in Minnesota. I think he could be, and I hope ultimately that is his future with this team. So there you go. Uh, I didn't want to give it to Shabazz, even though you could give it to him too. Not so good in that Denver game. But he was decent in the L.A. game, so I'm not going to go there. Gorgie looks kind of out of sync out there. So, I don't know. He didn't look so good in the L.A. game either. So there it is. That's the wrap-up for this segment. There you go. Let's come back and preview some games. And then segment number three will be uh, some fan interaction, Facebook and Twitter. Be back after this. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. All right, let me get this straight. So, the Timberwolves are 2-0 to start the season on the road, and Carl Anthony Towns is the first 19-year-old to get double-doubles in his first two games? Man, I could get used to that.
and we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, the previous segment. Welcome back to the show. Let's get on with it. Monday, November the 2nd. That would be typically typically right around election time, but usually it's a Tuesday. So we're about, a, we're about one year away from a major election in 2016. Pretty big. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, let's, let's leave that alone for the time being. <laughs> Minnesota hosts the Portland Trailblazers. I'm sure there'll be a lot, and I mean a lot, of Flip Saunders uh, conversation that night here in Target Center. Lots of... Uh, Shirts, lots of uh, signs, you know, the, the fan signs where they write them out, stuff like that. There'll be a minute minor uh, ceremony, I'm sure, as well, maybe during halftime. Maybe it'll be a major ceremony. Who who, who knows what's going to happen? I personally don't know. Maybe those of you out there do, but there's going to be a lot of Flip Sounders conversation leading into that night. Man, you know, I have an old memory, and I'm probably going to start a segment up very soon. I might even kind of throw it in here at some point. It would probably be in the second segment. <laughs> called, uh, well, there's going to be multiple ones, but they won't be every week. They'll be just two different types. Season ticket holder stories, that's uh, one of them. That from my season ticket holder days, I got old memories back when I was a season ticket holder with the Wolves and watching the games and stuff. Just certain things I saw back in those days. Good and bad, by the way. Be prepared for that. And just kind of old Wolves memories. Um, not sure what I'm going to name that one yet. Uh, like memories from uh, memories from the, from the Wolves uh, encyclopedia. That's me. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite an encyclopedia. I've got a lot of memories, and I've been around the wolves pretty much since the beginning. So, there you go. There'll be old memories, stuff like that. There'll be different types of them, and I'll throw that into this show at times. It's just, you know, I've got a good memory, and why not use it? And I've got a lot of old, good memories of the wolves. Good and bad and interesting memories with the wolves over many, many, many years. And I, I tend to kind of throw them in here and there. It's like, why not create a segment out of it? You know, something to possibly look forward to at times. Um, okay, so I'll kind of throw one in now. Usually, I might turn it into where it's like a minor production, where it's like a teeny little thing you throw in, maybe after a break or something. Something like that leading into this segment, possibly. Or actually, it'll probably be at the end of this segment leading into segment three. That's probably a better way to do because I already have the whole Shadow Man thing over there. That's kind of a fun little bit that I like to do every uh, Timberwolves explosion. But I guess I'll go with this one right now. Um, there was a time years ago when Flip Saunders, <laughs> he was under contract with the Wolves and all that, and it was k- kind of getting closer to, maybe it was getting closer to the end of the contract, I suppose. And Flip kind of uh, flirted with the Portland Trailblazers. He, he went over there, flirted with them a bit. But really, ultimately, it just it was just showing how he's a very smart businessman. And he kind of goaded uh, Glenn Taylor into a nice, huge contract. A huge contract. Ultimately, it was his final contract at the time with the Timberwolves because we know what happened, unfortunately, late in the 0405 season um, where Mikhail and uh, Taylor ultimately let Flip go. Ultimately, looked on many years later as a big mistake. Uh, it was a deteriorating relationship between Mikhail and Saunders and such. But, um, yeah, Flip, <laughs> yeah, he tried to go to the... Uh, he, he tried to get it. He tried to go to the Portland Trailblazers, or he tried to make it look like he was going to go to the Portland Trailblazers. And Glenn Taylor, <laughs> he ponied up the cash for him. Huge contract for Flip Saunders. Lots of money. Huge amount of money. Long. All that. Very. Uh, one of the reasons Flip Saunders is so well compensated throughout his career. One of the many reasons he's, he built up a nice, uh, nice stash of cash, and ultimately was able to become an owner of the Wolves many years later and such. And of course, other coaching positions with Detroit and Washington. 
and such. And just being smart with his money, I'm sure. Um, he, he was quite a businessman, wasn't he? Just quite a businessman. Very similar to what he did with the Cleveland Cavaliers, showing them he was very comfortable. Keep bringing Kevin Love into the season. And ultimately, <laughs> bringing Kevin Love into the season. And then next thing you know, they're like, okay, 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 here's Wiggins. We give up. Here's Wiggins. And yeah, and, and here's Anthony Bennett. And uh, number one pick. And then the Wolves ended up using that number one pick to get Mr. Uh, Thaddeus Young. And then that Thaddeus Young ultimately got Kevin Garnett. So there you go. Wiggins, Bennett, and Garnett. Bennett's gone. Garnett's a potential owner. And he's a nice defensive coordinator player out there. And Wiggins is a, f- a potential face of the franchise along with Carl Anthony Towns. Let's get on with it. I think I'm dragging this too long. We're going to preview Portland, Miami, and Chicago. I'll probably not let it drag out that long in the future. It was just kind of an introductory thing. Get things going there. I don't want it to drag that long. I apologize. Timberwolves host the Portland Trailblazers November the 2nd. Um, hey, why not keep the momentum going? For some reason, Portland's playing better than I thought, though. Doggone it. Uh, they're 1-2. They, they're they not that good. Yeah, to be fair, they're not that good. They got Plumlee at center. Ed Davis also. Uh, Leonard at power forward. Barely know who that is. No, <laughs> Lillard at point guard. And C.J. McCollum, off to a really nice start. Had a huge game the other night when the, uh, the Portland Trailblazers got things started. Matthews is gone. Um, Bat- Batum. <laughs> Nicholas Batum is gone. As is, um, let's see, Aldrich, Batum, and, 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 and Matthews. Yep, that's a lot of losses. But uh, McCollum was able to fill in Plumley, not so much. Robin uh, Lopez left, uh, I believe, two years ago, went to the Knicks. Good for him, I guess. And Alfarik Amino at small forward. Not the sexiest lineup ever, but McCollum can certainly score the basket. He's averaging about 22 and a half a game right now. Really nice start for him. Lillard's Lillard. He's one of the best point guards in basketball. Plumley's. Well, he's plumbly. I mean, he's not anything super special, but he's okay. And Davis is okay. That's Mason Plumley, by the way. Um, the Brooklyn Nets guy who was in the dunk contest last year. He's he's an all right player. Uh, the Wolves, I think they should. They should win this game at home. I mean, they should. I don't know why the hell they're showing Pekovich on the depth chart ahead of Towns. What the hell? He's not even playing. And Rubio, or excuse me, Miller hasn't played a lick in the first two games of the season either. And uh, neither has uh, Mr. Tyus Jones. Not sure what's going to happen there. If they're going to send him to the NBDL, I would not be surprised if the Wolves did. Not real pleased with uh, Levine starting or being the backup point guard. That's kind of goofy. I, I don't understand it. Um, the Wolves should win this game. I mean, you just you just look at the lineups. You think the Wolves should pull this off? I mean, I, I don't know why not. I'd, uh, ultimately, let's see how Portland's been doing. I mean, yeah, again, they're one and two coming into the season. And it's a home game for the Wolves. Um, yeah, they had a very impressive opener against New Orleans. And McCollum had like 28 points in that game. Brought came down to earth a bit, losing to Phoenix twice in a home-and-home deal. Giving up 110, 110-92, and then 101-90 at home against Portland. They played on the road once, and they were creamed by the Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Suns. I almost called them the Coyotes. I don't know why. I think the Wolves should win this game. And if they do, they'll be 3-0. And I think the Wolves will score over 100 points in this one. And the Wolves' defense looks better. It sucked against L.A., but it looked awfully good against uh, Denver. And this Portland team is kind of similar to Denver. They, they've lost players. Um, they have nice pieces, though, to fill, the, to fill those roles, obviously. But not enough for them to, in my mind, make them a, a, like, like a playoff contender again. Um, 
Alfarik Amino was off to a nice start. He was kind of a disappointing eighth overall pick by the Clippers way back, oh, way back, yeah, you know, back a few years in 2010. He's, uh, he's this this might be a nice new home for him. He's certainly playing a much larger role with the, Bla- uh, the Blazers. He's starting, he's playing 32 minutes a game instead of like 26, 27, 18 minutes with the... Uh, the the Blazers and the and the and the, uh, the Blazers excuse me the Clippers and the Pelicans that's what it was Pelicans Hornets all that um mm, uh, I think the Wolves should win this game I think Carl Anthony Towns versus Mason Plumley is definitely a win for the Wolves Wiggins and McCollum will be very entertaining it'll be high scoring it's a chance for Wiggins to really rack up the points but he'll have to do it shooting because it's harder to drive on a guy who's much shorter than you. Yet, again, he'll be able to shoot right over the guy for the most part, and he should post up. Take advantage of that. The Wolves should, should, should win this game. Lillard and Rubio will be an interesting matchup. Lillard most likely is going to be the better player, but hopefully Rubio can, well, take advantage of uh, the potential (laughs) scoring ability of the Timberwolves with Towns and Wiggins. And I think Garnett will do just fine against Mr. Leonard there. (laughs) <laughs> Myers Leonard, yeah, I forgot about him. I'm almost like, I almost don't know who he is. Yeah, I almost don't know who he is because he hasn't done much in this league. He's just an average player. Garnett should have no problem with Mason Leonard. Uh, Mayers Leonard, excuse me, Mason Plumley should have no problem with him. Amino and Prince, eh, you know, I, I don't know. I'd rather see Wiggins versus Amino and I guess Martin versus McCollum. I think Martin would look really good against C.J. McCollum. Though maybe McCullum would fly by Martin all night too. That's the other scary part. So hopefully Wiggins can contain McCullum for the most part. Again, he's averaging twenty some points a game. I'm gonna go with the Wolves win this one. One, the Wolves are gonna score a lot of points, I think, and it's gonna be a home game. They're gonna be all excited. The fans are gonna be just pumped, and there's gonna be a lot of people at that game. I'm gonna go with one ten to ninety nine. Minnesota wins one ten to ninety nine, and it's gonna be a beauty and. Wouldn't be surprised to see Towns get three double-doubles to start the season. Wolves host the Miami Heat all the way up Thursday, November the 5th. It's a long ways off. The Heat are 1-1 one one at this point in time. Pretty talented team. I mean, Dragic, Bosch, Whiteside, Dang, and Wade. Mm. And then look at their, you know, even their backups are all names except for, well, yeah, Winslow is a name. Yeah, he was actually uh, one of the higher draft picks out there. Just, just, just Winslow. Not after a great start, but he's just getting started. I mean, 10th overall pick. We'll see what happens. Nice uh, power forward there. Small forward, but plays like a power forward. <laughs> a good rebounder. Gerald Green, Chalmers, Josh McRoberts, and Amari Stoudemire, who's actually not doing bad either. The Heat, just two games so far. Small sample size for all these, so it's hard to really preview them. I mean, if the Wolves are going to lose a game, uh, I mean, it's either this one or Chicago. But I don't know. Could the Wolves actually start the season 4-0? and uh, the Heat rolled over Charlotte, one one hundred four to ninety four, and they're playing right now. They are getting beat pretty bad by Houston, and then they play Atlanta, and they play us on Thursday. I I don't know, I don't know what to make of this one. Um, I I think the Heat are better right now than the Timberwolves. They should be. They got a lot of experience, a lot of overall names and talent and all that. There's no reason the Heat shouldn't be able to beat the the Timber the Timberwolves, I think. But then again, the Wolves should be able to compete with them as well. It's like you, I don't know. Can I pick the Wolves to go four and zero? It's too hard, you know. It's too hard to do it. But I, I don't know. Oh man, I, I I want to, and I think they could beat the Heat. I think they could. I'm just gonna play it safe though. <laughs> 
Miami is going to win the game. One oh, uh, maybe we'll keep it lower. Ninety nine to eighty eight. Miami will win the game by eleven. Ninety nine to eighty eight. I think the Heat will frustrate the Wolves. Their offense will sputter a little bit more, unfortunately. But um, the Wolves will compete. Maybe it'll even ninety nine to ninety five. It'll be pretty close. I think the Heat's experience will win the day ultimately. And then Minnesota heads to Chicago, and this is a crappy matchup, man. I don't know why. It's a Sunday, November the 7th. It's a crappy matchup for the Wolves right now, and Chicago's not doing bad at all. They're 2-1 and one on the season. They even beat the Cleveland Cavaliers to start the season, then they lost to Detroit Friday. I'm not sure what happened there, but... <laughs> kind of a strange situation. You got uh, Noah coming off the bench. I don't know. I mean, I guess. And the Pistons are 3-0 and to start the season. Uh, Paul Gasol starting. Derrick Rose, unimpressive against Detroit. I don't know what to make of that team. Uh, Miritich is starting as well. Nikola Miritich, really, really good player. Tony Snell. Hmm. I don't know. Why not have Gasol and Joe Kim Noah start together instead? I I don't know what the Hoiberg's doing there, but he's he's doing. Um, they're 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 looking okay so far. I think the Wolves lose this one, unfortunately. So they'll either be three and one. Uh, what am I talking about? They'll either be three and two. Or uh, four and one at this point, <laughs> ultimately. So the Wolves will have a winning record, though, still coming out of next uh, next week. I think the yeah Wolves would be three and two if they lose to the uh, the Chicago Bulls. It's a potentially whew, it's the kind of game I don't yeah I don't see the Wolves surviving that one for whatever reason. It's just gonna be a it's gonna be a tough matchup. Chicago will frustrate the Wolves, especially on the road. Aaron Brooks will probably go off for 20 on us. So I'm, I'm going to have the Bulls win that one. We'll go with... We'll go with... I just think the Wolves' defense is better. But Chicago is going to get 102 in that game, maybe even more. I'll go 102 to 90. 102 to 90, the Bulls win by 12 over the Minnesota Timberwolves. They, they, they just don't play very well in Chicago. Like once in a while, once every three or so years, the Wolves actually have a huge game in Chicago and win it. I don't think it's going to happen this year for whatever reason. I, I I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see Towns and, and Joachim Noah go at it. That'll be pretty cool. Lots of energy and passion and all that. So there it is. Chicago's going to win, and the Wolves will finish uh, next week with a 3-2 and two record, in my humble opinion. We'll be back right after this. Back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, fan interaction. Let's get to it pretty quickly here. To get on there, well, simply go on Facebook, <laughs> click on click on the search bar, look up Timberwolves Explosion, click on the one, because uh, you might get two things pop up. Timberwolves Explosion, Minnesota Timberwolves Show. Click on the one that says company, not group, company, not group. Then click like and join the Facebook page. Simply by, well, liking the page, because you'll, be you'll have that option right at the front there. Tim Rules Explosion, Minnesota Tim Rules Show. So as per usual, I will continue where I left off from the previous episode. Where I say, uh, well, I said I'm just sickened and heartbroken. This is actually before I recorded. It was only 1.20 p.m. that day, October 25th. So it was literally maybe three or three to three to ten minutes after I received the alert on my phone, which was probably 
maybe 10 minutes after it occurred. I mean, news traveled awfully fast with Flip Saunders' death. It, maybe it was a half hour. I have no idea. But it was. it just seemed like it was extremely fast. So I said, I'm just sickened and heartbroken by the news of Flip Saunders' death. I just can't believe this could happen. Finally, something good was happening with this team, with his team, and now the saddest and most terrible thing has happened. I write this right now in tears. May God bless Flip Saunders and his family. And then the comments uh, start with Clint Boyd saying, so sad, and then a sad face. And Janice Sue, that's uh, Marcus the Forecaster's mother, she says, uh, prayers for Flip Saunders and his family, and his family be blessed. Tanae Brown, out of New Zealand with a couple comments, he says, fly high, Flip, and rest easy. I'm absolutely devastated hearing this news. Prayers to him, his family, and friends. And he continues saying uh, something that is kind of fitting in terms of basketball is that Flip has left behind the makings of what could be, of what could potentially be a dynasty-like team. He created a great young roster, and with the right influences now, this team could be an amazing mark for Flip to leave on in uh, on on the NBA. Oh, he, <laughs> sorry about that. He said, uh, and then he finishes with, "I don't know what everyone else thinks, but this gave me something to smile about on a very sad day." Yes, the uh, the blueprint by Flip Saunders and uh, Tanae Brown. His profile picture is uh, the whole flip tag. It's like a flip tag, you know. It's flip. It's a it's a black basketball shape uh, wolves logo with uh, and it says flip really big. So it's um, very cool, very nice of you to put that on there today. And I I put a picture of Flip Saunders in, during a press conference. I don't know if it's within the last year or so. Very recent, the last president and coach at the time, I believe. But that's his. That's him as president there. I got to think um, as the uh, the cover photo for Timberwolves Explosion, and it is going to remain there the rest of the season, absolutely, and maybe even beyond. We'll see. But it will not be taken down at, at minimum until the season is over. So there you go. That's for those of you to know out there. Um, Ah, there's some more comments coming up. Let's see. Oh, yeah, I put the, well, the latest Timberwolves Explosion is out, episode 155, The Heaviest of Hearts, which, again, I recommend those of you out there to listen to. Numbers not so hot on that show, um, and I think partially because the the media was oversaturated with the same story. It, it's just one of those things. So you might think, ooh, it's such a big story, but no, I mean, and I wasn't expecting to get, to get big numbers, Mostly because, well, out of support of Flip Saunders, I'm not looking for numbers. I'm looking to represent Flip Saunders, or, you know, not represent, but um, looking to respect Flip Saunders and, and give my, uh, just pour out my emotion, ultimately. Um, so, and yeah, pardon me for that. And I, I just uh, didn't expect big numbers for multiple reasons. For one, if you go in with that thought process, boy, you have a bad attitude. <laughs> Secondly, um, the market was oversaturated, okay, so <laughs> probably going to be below average anyway. Um, comments on that. Tanae Brown saying, I think I'll have to listen to this one in my room as opposed to the gym like normal and totally understand. Joseph Phillips, also out of Australia, saying, had no idea. Your podcast broke the news. You covered that well, mate. And Thank you very much, Joseph Phillips. I do appreciate that. And I did the best I could uh, under the circumstances. Ultimately, it was uh, it was tough. It was very tough. Uh, Vince Germano also, it was in uh, uh, private messaging me and him. He said that I did a really good job, and I appreciate that. And I, God bless you, Vince. Said that, and that means a lot to me. And huh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm very proud 
to represent Timberwolves Explosion, this podcast, which is, by all accounts, it is the original alternative media podcast that has ever existed for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and it's definitely the longest lasted. I, I, I know that for a fact. So, I mean, I had to get behind the mic and 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 pour out my emotions and represent Timberwolves Explosion's take on the whole situation. I, I, I had to do it, and I was, you know, more than more than pleased to do it in forms of, you know, it's it's what I'm here for. I mean, I'm doing the show to pour out my emotion for the Timberwolves and, of course, well, <laughs> the president of basketball operations going through what he did, uh, of course. All right, let's uh, be careful. I don't want to say anything I don't need to here and uh, get myself in trouble. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, what can I say? I was putting this about after the uh, you know after the Denver game. What can I say? First 19-year-old to start his career with double-doubles in his first two games tonight, though. My goodness, already. 24-14 and 14 and four blocks. Yikes. And even it was mad he missed a free throw. And yeah, that's true. He was even mad he missed a free throw. Tanae very recently said, Gotta love Cat. He's very quick and agile for a big man and controls his body unbelievably well. He's got that jump shot to keep the D honest on him, too. It's only two games in, but he's looking like a great pick for the Wolves. Oh, yeah. Fantastic pick, and the four blocks are really good. But his whole thing, I'm just pissed off I missed that free throw. And... The low, just see. There's the the good smile and well spoken thing that I that was just an absolute curse. The whole, ah, <laughs> uh, you know, the whole Johnny Flynn thing. There's a reason why he's a Johnny Flynn Memorial being the biggest disappointment because that's all he was good for is a big smile and well spoken. This situation, yes, he's got a nice smile and he's well spoken, but <laughs> he's got that go get him winner attitude that this town is starving for in so many ways, and. Boy, oh boy. I mean, he's starting to sound like Magic Johnson out there. Like He really wants to win. Kevin Garnett did not quite have this mentality when he first came in the league. I'm sure he wanted to win and he was passionate, but he was more having fun out there. He was more about having fun and enjoying it. He was passionate about the game, loved the game. He wasn't necessarily like, I, I'm pissed off that I missed. He, he kind of started to get that way his third, fourth, fifth year, some somewhere in there. Particularly the year we played the Spurs back in 99. Um, which I remember very, very well. There's another Wolves memory. I mean, ah, I've got so many, it's unbelievable. (laughs) But yeah, he started to really get more pissed off at losing around that point in time, about four four years into his career. Towns is already there. Good golly almighty. And I'm going to be careful about comparisons and stuff because I I did that a lot with Wiggins, and I still think he's going to be probably the best Timberwolf ever, but maybe, maybe Towns will be. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen at the end of the day? It is what it is. There is a lot of posts on here, and I believe it's going to start with Brent Jacobson. No, nope, nope. Oh my, very sad, very haunting. Uh, yeah, this was cool. Uh, Hank McCoy put this out, uh, 2016 training camp highlights. I watched it for a while, and thank you very much, Hank. It was really awesome. I didn't watch the whole thing because it was very long. Uh, Sam Mitchell and such. Boy, he's going to be a nice coach for this team. Uh, Hank was saying, welcome back, Joey. Thought you might get a kick out of this. Uh, Mic'd up KG during training camp. And there was that, too. Yeah, there was that one, too. I apologize. There was a Sam Mitchell one somewhere else. Yeah, the Garnett thing. That was fun. I forget who posted the... I think it might have been Tanae. I can't remember. But, yeah, that was funny, too. I remember that now, and I do apologize for that. Ah, trying to... Uh, Trying to pick up where I left off here today. There's quite a few here, so bear with me. This might go a little over an hour. 
it's still kind of catching up with Flip and Stutch, so that's why. We'll get back to around an hour later on. This one might run to 110, so apologize for that if it's getting to be a little bit draggy, but then again, it's good information, and you guys are getting some airtime, and that's that's what I'm here for as well, man. That's what this segment is all about. <laughs> all about. Tanae saying, we need to run some kind of offense, even with Ricky. Everyone looked out of place, <laughs> and there was next to no movement. They need to be taught something on that end. Communication is lacking on D. We need to get KG to teach Gorgie to talk more on that end. Yep, Gorgie's awfully quiet, isn't he? Gorgie has looked good on offense, though. What happened to Levine? It's preseason. He should be dominating. Too rushed, in my opinion. Needs to take a step back and gather himself. He should improve throughout the year, though. Can't really disagree with anything there. Um, we'd like to see a little bit more out of Gorgie. Uh, yeah, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I gave him the Johnny Flynn for this week, for one, but then again, this was like back here in the preseason. Levine, he's another guy who could easily could get a uh, Johnny Flynn, and I think he's going to get an honorary award with it, with Google with Gorgie. I mean, he's right up there. I don't know what Levine's deal is. Uh, he was a little better than Gorgie, though. He had a little more energy, particularly in the Denver game. He was not that bad. Um, Gorgie was bad, though. Um, Levine is slower out of the gate than we would have liked. He he's, he came into this thing pretty raw last year and then showed some some potential great shooting guard. And now they're putting him back at point guard again. I don't know. He He didn't look that good at point guard last year. And he looked pretty good when he was a shooting guard. And... They're going back to the point guard thing. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, Hank McCoy, this is extremely haunting when you consider. This was about approximately, we'll say, nine hours before the death of Flip Saunders. Nine hours. So it makes me almost tear up reading this right now. Because it's 3.30 a.m. being he's in Australia. Hank's in Australia. It was 3.30 a.m. here at the time. And you guys, there's nothing wrong with posting any time you can. <laughs> it doesn't wake me up or anything, so don't worry about that. <laughs> but no, Flip died probably around 12.30ish, I'm guessing here. 12.30 to 1 p.m. that afternoon. So when Hank says this, it just it makes me tear up. Uh, he says, I seriously hope Flip is okay and makes a full recovery. But this could be a good move for the team with Sam taking the reins. So that just means Sam Mitchell being the coach. Not anything to do with anything else. Um, he says, uh, the last thing a young developing team needs is a distraction. At least this should minimize it and keep the team focused. Thoughts? Um, yeah, they're saying all flip Saunders won't return to the Timberwolves this season. And that, that came out right around that time, uh, the Friday and such. So they're saying, yeah, at least they're not distracted, hoping Flip's going to come back and coach. Uh, and Damn it. You know it's just crazy how they're like, okay, he's not going to coach again this year. And then just he dies just a couple of days later. <sighs> Boy, mm, that's tough. I probably shouldn't even have, yeah, I probably shouldn't even have gone there. And I, I apologize if that uh, makes anybody upset. I, I, I hope not. Brent Jacobson out of Lakeville area here. And he posts a lot on Purple Mafia as well. He says, rest in God's perfect peace, Flips Honors. He posted the article as it was coming out at 1.15 p.m., at that point in time, yep. So yeah, it was really, really, yeah. It came out. Yeah, it was right around his, right around when he passed. About then, uh, Vince getting his thoughts in, saying Vale Flip Saunders, tough to know what to say. He had a vision for this team and franchise, and he will be missed. But I'm sure KG and Glenn Taylor will be true to the course Flip had set and will deliver a championship that will be dedicated to Flip. Rest in peace, Mr. Saunders, one of the good guys. Go Wolves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Glenn Taylor, uh, apparently he has given the, the torch 
at least for the time being, to Milt Newton as the, well, he's the general manager. Not sure if he's going to get promoted to president or vice president of operations. There was no vice president of operations. The last man to carry that role was Fred Hoybury, which is about for a year when he went on to coach in Ames, Iowa. God dang it. <laughs> he would have been a nice uh, president of basketball or a vice president under Flip at the time, but doggone it, you know. Now he's the head coach of the Bulls. We'll see what happens with Milt Newton. Um, he's not been promoted yet. He's going to He's the leader of the uh, the basketball operations at this point in time, regardless if he's general manager or president. Trish Posterino saying, rest in peace, Flip, from all your fans in Oz. It is in Aussie. Yep, absolutely. Thank you so much for that. Got to click like on a couple here. Joseph Phillips saying, when you give so much to a team, when you plan on buying into them, it is not only a job, it's a family. Rest in peace, mate. Best wishes and thoughts to both your family members. And that's Flip. up, And then uh, Joseph Phillips right after the uh, Wolves win against L.A. Literally right after uh, Joseph Phillips saying, The name is Ricky Rubio. Maybe just maybe this season. And wouldn't that be great if that indeed is the case. I would be so freaking happy. Hank McCoy continuing saying, This is... this." This was a nice moment, definitely a nice topic to talk about on the next Showtime and T-Wolves episode. I have so many questions about the team. Now Flip has passed. Let me know if you want to co-host soon, Joey. Thoughts? Yeah, I would like uh, I would like you to come on at some point, Hank. Um, unfortunately, it's November, and I'm getting into the lawn cleanup thing. It may be delayed until December or late November, if you if that's okay. If that's okay. Um it probably is, and I, I, I hate delaying things all the time. I remember he wanted me to come on courtside. They had some really cool preseason stuff going going on. They wanted to do some predictions, and you have no idea how much I would have wanted, would have loved to be on that show, but my work schedule is just gone off the deep end, and now it's November. Oh, goody. But after November, things start to improve a bit. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, I mean, they'll improve enough to a point we'll hopefully be able to figure something out. But during November, I, I just don't know. Not, not until the cleanups are done, my man. My, my man. No, I don't, I don't usually say that. I don't know why I just did. That was goofy. Um, so there you go. Vince Germano saying, I never, ever like seeing the Lakers lose, but I'm happy for you guys to take this one in honor of Coach Flip. Also, in all the players' interviews, you can really see how much the players loved him. You can see the emotion. Case in point, Towns after the win. And yeah, Towns, he never played a single game for Flip Saunders, and he was was unbelievably emotional after that, and it was really cool. Uh, Rubio pointed to the sky. Flip, Flip I, I think the two guys that probably took it the hardest were Rubio and uh, Kevin Garnett, who to date hasn't really talked about it much. Not much. Not much at all, because he's just... Uh, He's depressed, man. I mean, he doesn't want to talk about it. And it's not because he doesn't want to talk about it necessarily. It's just when you're heartbroken, you're just silenced, you know. That's what's going on. He's just silenced right now about it. And he'll come out at some point. He'll come out, I'm sure. It's just it's his time, his business, I suppose, ultimately. Tanae say, we all fought. Oh, yeah, it was Carl uh, Anthony Towns in the quotations. We all fought so hard, just as hard as he thought. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, for such our cat, for such a young team, they really stepped up tonight, down big and fighting through. It was definitely more than a game for them tonight. So happy we got the win. And a definite momentum setter for the early stages of the season, too, tonight. Really fantastic. And the way we moved on into uh, Denver, really impressively. Hank McCoy saying, great start to the season for the Wolves. Going to be a tough day for them tomorrow, burying flip. And this was right after the Denver game. 
um, against the uh, on, on on Friday. Yeah, in Denver. Um, I'll start over. Great, great start to the season for the Wolves. Going to be a tough day for them bearing flip on Saturday. Uh, but they showed true professionalism this week. 2-0. and Go Wolves. Really cool to see you saying that, Hank. <laughs> and it says, Wolves return home to Perry, our coach. Uh, video from the Star Tribune. Um, Carl Anthony Towns. Yep. Carl Anthony Towns, Ricky Rubio, and Sam Mitchell. Yeah, very cool. Very, very nice video, Hank. And yeah, this was from the Star Tribune that he uh, put the link on the Facebook page here. And that's why I encourage all of you out there that haven't joined the page. I mean, look at these guys, man. How can you not love them? Join them. Join them, doggone it. You can even interact with them as well. And check out these articles and the conversation. Join it. Tanae Brown wraps up the Facebook page. We'll be briefly get to Twitter. Not sure how much is on there. Um, probably not too much. Uh, Tanae saying, I'm happy with how the team has played the first two games. Hopefully they can keep it up. I don't see us making the playoffs like I've seen a lot of other on a lot of other pages. Yeah, it's kind of too early, I think. Uh, he says, but I think we'll be one of those annoying teams that can beat anyone on any night. I don't think we'll be walkovers like last year. No, KG's presence on the floor is really noticeable too. The defense is a lot better when he's there. Hopefully KG can teach the other power forwards and centers his secrets. Ha ha. Yep, that would be that would be great uh, today and. Ultimately, I might as well say this now before I forget. I was going to almost wrap up the show with this thought, but I'll say it now because it's a good time. Um, I, I see this team being a, very similar to the 96-97 Timberwolves when they first got Marbury to join Garnett. And it's like Wiggins and Towns with Rubio. You know, it's like Garnett, Gugliotta, Marbury, but none of them are old. Like, Rubio would be like the Gugliotta, I guess, because he's the oldest out of the three. But none of them are, are even close to 30 yet, which is really cool. And ultimately... Um, yeah, I think they'll have a decent season. They're gonna, I think they're gonna get in the 30s. Believe it or not, that team made the playoffs, winning 37 games. But that's because the bottom half of the Western Conference really sucked back then. <laughs> Unfortunately, that won't be the case this year. There'd be a small chance of making the playoffs in the Eastern Conference if the Wolves were in the East, but. We're not in the East, so no, we're not going to make the playoffs. Unfortunately, and that's because we're in the Western Conference. Um, odds are we probably still wouldn't make it in the East, but I think we might be in the hunt. If we were in the East, the old hunt, you know, when you're, there's a possibility you just might sneak in. You're, you know, you're still alive per se. That's what that would be. Ah, uh, man, let's see how far we can go. Okay, it's not too many. Mostly favorites and retweets. Yep, oh, that's funny. Oh, uh, yeah, Aaron, uh, Aaron Grozong. Aaron Grozong, he follows me. Um, I was saying Carl, Carl Clarkson has killed us so far tonight. And then he says, Clarkson is legit. He has great size at the guard spot, plus athleticism. And we have a conversation back and forth. I was saying, I agree, basically. And he says, hashtag truth. He's that new era, prototypical NBA point guard. And yep, that's definitely kind of a tweener with a lot of scoring ability. Yep, nice little back and forth there with Aaron. Very cool. Thank you for the conversation. Indeed, hope to hear from you again. Rubio and Cat getting some chemistry going. I said after a pretty nice play from Rubio to Carl Anthony Towns. This was during the Laker game. And fake Dave Vens. I like when he interacts with me. He's a fun one. Fake Dave Vens. <laughs> and then, by the way, the Twitter account is at Wolves Explosion. Uh, at fake underscore Dave Benz. It's pretty funny. He says, one play. <laughs> and I said, very true. <laughs> it was just one play. Uh, Tanae. And I go back and forth brief, very briefly here. Again, apologize if this is dragging. The show is getting a little bit long. Um, 
I said, vintage Kobe with the facial. Tanae, how does he do it? Yep, yeah, basically. Yeah, it's just, that's just who he is from taking 7 billion shot attempts. Ah, yeah, I was saying I was not happy with uh, Tayshaun Prince getting too much playing time. Tanae's saying he's a solid defender, but I'd rather see Baz out there in his place. It'd be good to have more offense, yes. Uh, and Tanae says, Baz has the ability to be just as good a defender. I'm sure he'll be out there with the starter sometime this year. And I hope his defense continues to get better. His effort is there, so you got to think it's coming. It's coming around one of these days. And that's it. There you go. So it was mostly the LA game. Most of the, or all the LA game was the conversation on Twitter. At Wolves Explosion. Give it a follow. Would really appreciate it. Those of you out there, very much so. All right. So thank you again, everybody, for listening. Thank you for uh, keeping up with this show and staying loyal to it. And welcome to any newcomers that may be out there. Maybe you're just hopping on that bandwagon. You know, maybe you're maybe you've been maybe you've been away and you're going to start coming back. Well, stick around, okay? Would be terrific. I like to. I'm very. I very much enjoy doing this show and bringing it to your iPod, your computer, whatever it is. But your 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 Android device, your maybe your Windows phone as well, because there are apps for the Windows phones and for uh, and for uh, even for BlackBerry phones and of course for. Android, Android, Windows, and, and BlackBerry, along with iTunes on Apple devices. I want to thank all of you always for listening. Please do tell a friend. Do give Timberwolves Explosion a positive rating on iTunes. It'd be greatly appreciated. I'll be happy to give you a shout-out on air, without a doubt. Also, there are multiple ways to get a hold of this show. Of course, there's at Wolves Explosion on Twitter. Like I just said, the Facebook page. You know, look up Timberwolves Explosion, Minnesota Timberwolves Show. There's also the call-in line, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. And for those of you out there that are not from the United States of America, and maybe you don't want to do the whole Skype thing uh, e- either, um, there's there are ways to get uh, on this show, like an audio submission. It's very easy to do. We live in a day and age of smartphones. And there's a voice recorder on every single smartphone out there. There are voice recorders that are high-quality audio. It's There's no way the audio is going to be that bad. <laughs> and even if it's not the best audio, I don't care. It's, it's a call. It's not supposed to be necessarily like three hours of perfect HD sounding radio. It's a phone call. So it is what it is, right? You can use your sound recorder and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. paladinolive at yahoo.com. There you go. And then you can get on the show. Those of you in Australia, uh, New Zealand, Canada, wherever, wherever it is. Or you just don't want to call into the phone line. You just do it do it that way. You know, it's very simple. Very simple to do. You can email it to me at paladinolive at yahoo.com and it'll be on here. And I'll be very appreciated as well. All right. All right. So hopefully the Wolves can keep up the good, uh, good momentum. Unfortunately, I have them going one and two in the next three. Who knows? If, even if they go 2-1, and one, they'll be starting out the year with a 4-1 record, and that'd be freaking awesome. That'd be awesome. Not sure what's going to happen, but let's get as many wins as we can. Because I don't, I'm no longer worrying about any ping-pong balls. Let's start winning some games. We have enough players now. Um, there's enough draft picks on this roster. we got to get them developed properly, because if there's too many, it's just too many... There's, there's, there's too many ingredients. The soup ain't going to taste good anymore, and that's what happened in Portland. Doggone it. And in Atlanta years ago as well. Just too many young guys, and you don't get anywhere that way. Eventually, you got to settle in on certain certain guys that are going to lead the franchise and then start winning some freaking games before they want to get traded. <laughs> you know? So there you go. Or just leave via free agency. 
So there it is. Let's end this. Thank you again for listening. God bless, and we'll be back next week, hopefully, most likely.